Do you see yourself as delivered? Of having once been completely enslaved to something you could never free yourself from. What does it mean to you that Jesus came in and rescued you, delivering you from an eternity without God? Jesus is a Savior. His very name, Jesus, means the Lord saves. The word save means to deliver, set free. The name Jesus, therefore, means the Lord our deliverer or the Lord is a deliverer. Isn't that what the Word of God says in Matthew 1.21? And he shall bring forth a son and you shall call his name Jesus for he will save his people from their sins. Jesus said when he came in Luke 4.18, he stood up and read this verse right out of the scroll of Isaiah. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, to set free the oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. I'm going to shorten this a great deal. You all know that Jesus delivers us from our sins because you just raised your hand and said you're saved. So you know that. The Bible says in 1 Timothy 1.15, Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. You know also from my preaching from the last couple of weeks and from Jack and Myra's teaching on Wednesday night that he came to deliver us from sickness. Bible says in Matthew 9.35, Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. You also know that he came to deliver us from poverty and lack because everywhere he found it, he supplied whatever the need was, he supplied. But I'm preaching this morning that Jesus is the deliverer who delivers us from the oppression and the domain of the oppressor, the devil. Matthew 8:16 says, When evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out the spirits with a word and healed all who were sick. It says in Colossians 1:13, He has delivered us from the power of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of his son. Mark 16, 17 says, and these signs will follow those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. In Luke 10, 19, Jesus said to the disciples, behold, I give you power or authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Now some have questioned, can a born again believer be possessed by an unclean spirit. Some get into large debates over this issue. I come through a period of time of growth when this was a big issue. It's not so much anymore because we've arrived at an understanding scripturally. No, a believer cannot be possessed, but friends, a believer can be oppressed. I remember back when John Wimber first started teaching on this, and some people were all up in arms saying, You are teaching that a believer, a child of God, can be possessed by the devil. John Wimber said, I don't care what your theological slant is on this issue, oppression versus possession. Let's just get the devil off these people's back, and then we can debate the theology later. And that's my view. I don't believe a child of God can be possessed by two spirits, no. But I do believe that a child of God can be oppressed by an unclean evil spirit. And those who doubt that, you haven't walked 
walked very long in this world. I like what Mark Rutland said of Southeastern University, Lakeland, Florida. He said, there are more demons in some church choirs than in most bar rooms. <laughs> he ought to know. He's pastored churches with as few as 50 and as many as 3,000. And now is just leaving as the president of Southeastern University to take on the role of president of Oral Roberts University. Boy, is he brave. This is what I want to tell you this morning. If you think just because you got saved, the enemy will leave you alone, you are sadly mistaken. 